TheWellnessCouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to Wendy's Way with your host, Wendy Stewart, Fortnite show featuring everyday people on their wellness journeys, living inspiring lives with courage and passion. Welcome everyone to this episode of Wendy's Way. I'm your host, Wendy Stewart. I am so happy to finally have on the show today another amazing practitioner that I've had the pleasure of meeting, getting to know, and I've been lucky enough to experience some awesome treatments from him. Today, my guest on the show is Paul Turner. Woo! So Paul has been a practice, Paul has been practicing as an osteopath since 1993 and involved with healthcare education since 1996. What I love about Paul is he has a holistic, integrated approach to care and he has a particular interest in helping people with complicated and chronic health issues get back on the path to greater health and well-being. He kind of also looks like a Buddhist monk, which we have told him repeatedly on many of occasions. And he is is just elegance and grace, and he's a general good guy. So please welcome to the show, Paul Turner. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome, Paul. You're very welcome. It's taken us long enough to get here, hasn't it? <laughs> but we're here at last. So, Paul, I'd love, I always love to ask my guests to tell us how they got interested in the field that, you know, you're an expert in. What made you want to be an osteopath? You know, you could have been a Buddhist monk. <laughs> I didn't actually know what I wanted to do. Right. At the start, and I, all I knew I wanted to do was work with my hands. Sure. So, um, and it was my mother that found out about osteopathy. Right. And once I looked at the philosophy, I realized that it was something that I would really enjoy. And the more I got into it and the more I looked at the philosophy, the more I really, you know, knew it was what I was meant sure, to be doing. Sure, sure. Well, I can't, I can't actually imagine you doing <laughs> anything else, you know, besides doing something healing-wise with your hands. So, yes, yes. you know, I just couldn't imagine. I can't, I can't picture you in any other profession. Yeah, no, so. it suits me. It's what I'm meant to yeah, be doing. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> so, Paul, I know you have your lovely practice out here in Fentry Gully where we are right now. So your approach to osteopathy is not the same as everybody else out there. So would you mind telling the listeners a little bit about that? Because you're very different compared to, well, you know... It's a tricky one to explain, but there's lots of different levels that sure. practitioners work on. But my view is that if, that anybody who's a good practitioner will look at not just not just the relationships, you know, not just the problem causing the symptoms, yes, or the tissues causing the symptoms, yes, or the pathology or whatever you call it. They'll also look at everything else going on in a person's life that contributes to setting up the problem which causes the symptoms. So that could include. You know, physical things, emotional things, environmental things, yes. mental things, spiritual things. Um, there's a lot of impact on the past and traumas in the past yes. that set up the stage for the present problem. So when you're looking at health, you've sort of got to incorporate all of those different elements and see how they're interrelated and then look at how that's then setting up the problem in the body causing the symptoms. So quite often you very rarely have to treat the symptoms. What you're trying to do instead is work out what's happening in the person that's interfering with the body's self-healing mechanisms. Yes. And then you're trying to remove impediments to the healing process so that nature can do its work. So rather than focus on pain or even range of movement, you're looking at the quality, you're looking at the feeling in the tissues, you're looking yes. at um, the symmetry. There's three things you're looking for in the body, the symmetry, the feeling or the texture, and, the, sure. and also the motion, the quality of movement. When you've got all those three things together, it tells you what's going on in the person that's in trouble. 
Uh, and then that also will have links to the mental and the emotional and the philosophical. No, not the philosophical, the yeah. mental, emotional, physical. The emotional, yeah, absolutely. But when you're assessing, so you always will look at posture. Yes. And you'll work out what's happening in the posture. And you'll look at, you know, where in the body is the manifestation of disease or distress. And then you try and link that back up with what the person's complaining of. But then what I do is I lie a person down and I use a very holistic model of assessment. Yes. Where I start, I use craniosacral therapy, I look at the energy, I work with awareness, and I sort of tap into, once I know where the problem is in the body, I tap into what level it's on. So whether yes. it's physical, mental, emotional, I look at the time elements. And so try and work out, you can feel in the body where in time things are stuck and how that's influencing the present. And more importantly, I look at where the health is in the body because the health tells me where to start. The, the body is always trying to work to improve health. It's like we're water flowing through a spout. And where the blockage is in the spout, it's like the problem. And the health flowing from the water sources is the, yes. the health. And yes. where, where the body puts its healing forces tells you what the body is ready to heal. It's not always where the person wants to be healed, but it'll it'll be the spot that needs the most healing now. And as that unravels and you release that, that blockage, it'll then go to the next per- problem and the next problem area and so forth until the whole person's back into balance. And so the, the treatment's always finished with the person in a healthier state of balance than when they started. And, and, and you also, as part of that, I try and educate people how to tune into their own health. So find where the health is, find where the problem is, and help them to talk. It's like counselling for the tissues. It certainly is, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I love it when yeah. I walk in and you go, oh, you're tilted. And I go, I am not. And then I stand up and I go, oh, my God, I so am. You know, and then by the end of it, I feel like I'm 10 feet taller because, you know, just the other day when you have to have, to have beautiful treatment, I went home and Duncan says to me, are you taller than me all of a sudden? And I think because we had addressed, you know, I had that problem in my lower back, I was yeah. like, I was standing up straight. I was carrying myself better and my posture was better. Yeah. And it was like, oh, I, I do feel taller than you today. Yeah. And this is a great feeling. So well, I think people when, want it. The idea with people is sort of like an inner aspect of a person which is always tuned into health or yes. the universe or the bigger picture. And there's the outer personality, which is sometimes struggling and having trouble aligning. And so the idea is you're trying to bring the outer in alignment with the inner and you're bringing a person back to basically who they are, where they're healthy, everything's easy, everything's flowing. And then the body will just take care of itself. And then over time, it just peels the layers away. So I tend to find instead of the same thing happening over and over and over, if you're treating really well, you shouldn't have to deal with the same thing every single time. You're always lifting and bringing things up and getting people to a healthier place. But, but it's not always easy because if you pour healthy water in a bucket, all the mucky water comes up. For sure. Things come up. And so you have to educate people what it all means, how to heal. And if you get people learning how to heal and be conscious of what's going on, then it actually enhances the treatment even further. So it's a pretty nice way to work. And the beautiful thing about it is I don't have to decide what's going on. The body, body tells you. It knows the order. It knows where to start. It makes it very safe because it'll never bring up something a person can't handle. And so if something comes up, the person will be ready for it. And even though it might be sometimes bring up emotions. Or sure, issues. and it's difficult issues yeah. come up. Yep, absolutely. But if people understand what's happening in the process, that it's safe and you're not forcing anything, um, the system will show you the way out. It'll show you a way to come back to balance. So I always hang on until a person's back in balance. 
And um, it's a beautiful. It's just a beautiful way to work. Oh, I think so. And yeah. I think the good thing is, you know, it's drug-free therapy, which I call it. Yep. You know, and there is a place for for drugs when the pain is excruciating. I'm not. I'm not saying that. But what I, you know, what I've experienced and what I've, you know, been in a couple of your workshops and presentations, and I appreciate that there's such a holistic care. I think, you know, you're one of the few practitioners that has sat there and actually took this detailed history of where I was, you know, physically, emotionally, mentally. And I was like, whoa, okay, so this is therapy, plus I'm going to, you know, walk better or, you know, my back's not going to hurt as much. And I, and I love and I love that approach. I love that total, you know, you're the yeah. total package kind of thing. Yeah. So, Well, it's like a, it's a bit of a balance because if you look at the biomedical model, yes, the biomedical model is very good for dealing with emergency situations and dealing, getting people out Absolutely, of absolutely. And... But underlying that, there's also – so that's sort of dealing more with the, what's causing the symptoms. Yes. There's also everything else going on, and that's what you cater for in the holistic approach. So those two approaches together make more integrated healthcare, and I think if more practitioners and patients understand that, then they'll all work together for the benefit of their clients and each other. So so you're really always looking for two things, you know, what's causing the pain and what's setting it all up in the body. And the more you understand that, the more you actually understand why a person's in trouble and the more you can address the real causes going on underneath um, for overall wealth, health and well-being in the long run. Absolutely. And I think you're very much about empowering, you know, your, your clients, your patients, whatever you want to call us who come yeah. to see you. You're all about educating us, educating how to tap into the symptoms, tap into what your body's saying, listen to your body, you know. I definitely have a heightened awareness yeah. after spending time with you. And there's nothing more rewarding than seeing a person who's struggled with a complicated health problem and they're building their health and momentum, sort of like climbing a hill. Sure. person might be at 20% health and you might get them to 25% health and 30% health, 40% health. And with chronic patients, when you get to 50% or 51% health, the health within the body's almost it's easier to go downhill than up because you, you've got more momentum with you. Very and true. that's when you start to see a big swing in chronic health between people that are struggling yes. and all of a sudden things start moving forward. And that could take a little while, but if you deal with the right problems, it's not as often as long as you think. So, um, But that's, that's one way to look at it. So you're sort of building up health to a point where the body looks after itself and it doesn't need as much support and help. Um, people can sort of cater for themselves. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, as much as you love seeing all your clients, you know, there's yeah. times you kind of like, well, don't actually need to see you unless you feel that you need to yeah. see me. Well, so, that's one of the things I'm probably not as good at. Like yeah. Trying to pushing people to come back. Yes. I try and encouraging my clients. Yes. An intuitive awareness of when it's the right time to come. Yes. Because they have to be ready for it and they have to want to. But if you, if you get that balance between when a person getting people looking after themselves and then coming in when they need a bit of support, then you end up with a really good long-term healing relationship. And I find, as I said, if people get healthier and healthier, they start coming in only when they need it and they also come in for things that you wouldn't even expect people to come in for. So you can just about... I just about see people with every, everything in the end. Yeah, so it's it's really like, you know, okay, you were introduced to me as an osteopath and that's yeah. what I introduced you on the show, but you're so much more than that. Well, the thing you know, is, there's also balance and so much. Sorry, you go. Oh, you so go. The, the no, no, thing go, is, go, it's please. Like we've got to always remember we're treating people with problems, yeah. not parts with symptoms. And I think, True. I think that's the difference between practitioners who are really trying to help people heal. They'll be looking at, at the whole person and not just the part. 
And it's interesting how sometimes you'll have people with neck pain or headaches and hardly even have to touch the head or neck. It's elsewhere in the body. So the problems are often originating in a distant site from where the effects are. Yes. And once you see that whole pattern, it becomes a little easier to work on. And so, you, get to, you get to know the clients as well, you know, and you yeah. know what their, I don't know, what their triggers are, their patterns are, and, you know, you just know. Well, like my stuff yeah. always manifests, you know, along my spine. That's where well, it's always been. Everyone and, seems to have a, um, a tricky area in their life that I think sometimes tied in with their life purpose and their lesson. So sometimes people have health issues to teach them how to heal and to actually get rid of the problem isn't, isn't as helpful as actually having it. So there's lots of different reasons for people have issues, but it sends them on a healing journey, and through that healing journey, they learn all about themselves, how to be more uh, integrated person, how to relate to others better, and there's, so there's a lot more going on than just what's happening in a person's physical life. Um, and so, you know, some people will respond miraculously quick, other people will lead a, lead a, a lot more education and awareness, and they've got to chip away until they sort of have a realisation that, oh, something's not right in my life. And when they change that, everything related to that in the past starts to suddenly shift and move. So it's almost like if you get a person before they've made a life decision, it's like yes. clearing the slate and making everything as clear as possible so a decision's easier. And then when they've made a decision, all the old issues and traumas related to that issue start to naturally clear and you can speed up that healing process. So it's really all about getting a person back in sync with their inner self, really. And so the personality and, and that inner conscious aware self is um, completely in sync. People can get on track with whatever they want to do in their life. So I, I love I love that. I'm going to quote <laughs> you. You've got to get in sync with your inner inner health. You just we all have to, don't we? I mean, that should really well, be all our goals. I think seriously. Well, it's interesting if you think about health and disease. If someone's sick and they've got a cold and a flu, people will sort of say, "Don't come around me. I'm feeling crook." But shouldn't health be just as catchy? So you should I be saying, that. oh, hang around, just get some of my health, yes. um, start filling up with health, because what we think about is what we become. Absolutely. So if we start building in health, it'll flush out the restrictions or the difficulties. If we start building in disease, we just fill our buckets of our personality up with more muck. So, And that's the interesting thing about healing. You can get... You can get um, symptoms and difficulty for two reasons one because you're doing the right thing and lifting the muck out of your bucket or you're doing the wrong thing and putting more muck in, in yeah so true. that's why sometimes people have that healing crisis where things come up for them to deal with but if they can get through it and clear it they'll often come out healthier clearer feeling calmer more balanced um, which is the beautiful thing to see absolutely yeah. absolutely now paul i know you've written a few books you've produce some educational DVDs. Could you tell us a little bit about them, please? Well, when I was studying osteopathy, I noticed there was um, a bit of a difficulty in understanding. Like, the osteopathic philosophy itself was a very holistic philosophy, as is, is a lot of different health professions philosophy. For sure. But I noticed there was a bit of a trick trying to actually understand what that meant on a practical right. level, especially in a, uh, when you're getting medical education and training. So... I think I struggled all the way through the course to try and find where the real problem was. I didn't want to just treat the symptoms. I wanted to figure it out. And so it created a bit of a difficulty for me to figure out yes. where the end of the string was, how to start. So once that clicked for me, though, and a little couple of years after I finished, I thought, well, I decided to write a book which I called Bridging the Gap in Healthcare, Yes. Um, the Basics of Holistic Assessment. Uh, I originally had a... Um, 
had osteopathy in there, but I realised that it applies to all manual therapists. So, okay, yes. So I wrote a book to try and put the holism and that integrated stuff back in and a very sort of basic building your awareness up from the physical, energetic, emotional. So you start looking at the whole person. Yes. And then later on, um, when I was doing cranial and energetic work and I did a lot of philosophical reading and study and I sort of, I've got a good ability to make practical, difficult ideas, abstract ideas, fairly concrete yes. and practical. Yes, yes. So I wrote another book called Bridging the Gap 2 in Healthcare 2, Multidimensional Assessment. So I've created a multidimensional model which sort of takes you past the physical, past the cranial, to looking at the whole, all the different levels and how they interrelate, including past trauma and whatnot. It's like yes. a self-development manual which can be used for patients and practitioners to heal themselves. Yes. But in healing yourself, you end up becoming a better practitioner and, and you end up learning how to not only work on patients differently but um, heal yourself as well. And sort of just understanding that philosophy, whether you apply it directly or not in your practice, actually enhances the practice anyway. So I've got those two books. One's more coming from the physical up, one's For more sure. coming from yes. above down, yes. more the energetic, spiritual down to the physical. Yes. So together they sort of like two sides of the same coin. And then also I had an opportunity to do... Um, I noticed when I was teaching in manual therapies there was the same issue popping up wherever I taught. Right. That there was this big emphasis on you know, evidence-based medicine and, um, and looking at pathologies and looking at symptoms that more and more people were forgetting the holistic stuff and getting more and more caught up in the knowledge and the detailed stuff. And I noticed that the students and everyone I've talked to struggles with putting the bigger picture together. Right, absolutely. So you yes. can learn all the knowledge you like... But unless you know how to put it together, I was seeing practitioners and students struggle with understanding what it all meant. And the stuff you learn from your textbooks doesn't tell you what's going on. That comes back to assessment. So treating well has got very little to do with technique and more about awareness of what's really going on. Got you, yes. So I produced a um, 16-hour DVD um, uh, video sort of on how to do a holistic assessment from a basic structural, yes. structural level up. So it's not way out there, it's integrating. It was designed to integrate what was already good and useful in most colleges, but there needed to be an integrative subject that put it all together. So it's all the little hidden bits that make things come together. It's kind of like the bits that are missing. You managed to yeah. bring it all together yeah. to, yeah. you know, in these not only these two beautiful books but this yeah. DVD series to help yeah. educate, you know, everyone who's interested in learning, practitioners or, right. you know, even your clients who um, have, you know, got your book and yeah. read it and it just – I think what, what's really great, Paul, as I said before, is that you're so empowering as in you're happy to share your knowledge with, you know, especially like clients like me, you know, clients slash friends with other people as well. And it's like, well, if only everybody had this approach. Well, the funny thing is it's not that hard to teach or integrate. It's just, it's just sort of tricky because it's the other side of the coin to the biomedical side. And what I noticed was missing was, like, most things in the colleges are very good. You need the knowledge. Of course. You need the of processes. Course. Of course. But what seems to be difficult to teach, which this is what I'm trying to do, is how to get to train the human being, the instrument, the practitioner or the patient, to learn how to use their mind and their senses yes. to make sense of all the information that you learn. So it's not about teaching details or facts it's about teaching how to use our ability to see and observe and feel and to train the mind to notice things in the body to recognize to actually listen because two things were missing assessing the whole person yes 
Most people assess the part, not the whole. Got it. So if there's a good general holistic assessment and also people learn how to feel, how to see what's actually there and not just follow a process blindly. And I used to find I have to go with, through that with students individually because I'd ask them if they had a difficult client in clinic, you know, they'd come out and say, I'm stuck. Right. But I'd say, did you do this, this, this and this? And they'd say, yes. And we'd go back in and we'd go through it all again and we'd go, did you see this, 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 this and this? And they'd say, no, didn't see any of that and didn't link it all up. So just following a process isn't enough. You've got to actually educate people how to get information and then put the information together and then relate everything that you're finding back to what the person's complaining of. And that just takes time and practice, but you can teach it. So that's what a lot of my stuff is. It's it's all the hidden secret elements that... Any good practitioner does almost unconsciously. Yes. But finds it hard to teach because you've got to understand not just do it unconsciously but make it conscious and then link it up with the traditional. And then deliver it in a way that can be understood, yeah. you know, by so students. And Think of it like a jigsaw puzzle. Sure. You know, if you, unless you've seen the picture on the box, you don't know what it is no you're building. No idea. Absolutely. So when you're assessing a client, you can't interpret information on just one clue. You've got to keep gathering information until the whole you've got enough clues to see the bigger picture. And once you see how it all the bigger picture, you know you know what's going on and that's easier to treat. But sometimes you can treat people and um, that answer comes after a while. It doesn't always come straight away. You know, some people treat people for a few sessions before they'll realise what it all means. But you treat based on what you're finding. You're not guessing. So the answer tends to become more clear as you lift the layers away and then all of a sudden the picture springs into place and you know. And the other thing that you're very good at is, you know, we've, as you, I always like to use the analogy that, you know, you peel us back layer by layer Mm. to get to the root of what the issue is. And a lot of great practitioners do that and I'm lucky enough to have a few of them in my life. And the good thing is that, as you do that, you know, yeah, you're peeling off the layer, but you're also building the person back up well, with wanna, you ability, wanna, you, you know, know to... What's, what's interesting because that onion skin analogy is really good. Yes. People set up layers of defense mechanisms to protect them from healing. Exactly. Because of past trauma. Absolutely. But the interesting thing that you find, if you peel away a layer, well, one layer might be um, I'm not going to budge. The next layer might be I'm upset or I'm, I'm sad and then it might be anger and underneath that bit person that might be down but as you peel the layers away once you peel them all away what's at the center of that onion is just complete health so when people realize that they realize that they've only been protecting themselves from being who they actually really are and if you get rid of the layers there's no layers left you just feel free see paul we could have a t-shirt that says (laughs) i'm just a healthy onion you know so which is what we want to be we want that beautiful you know white part right at the core of who we are to be healthy. That's what we want. And that realisation is really interesting because we're not defending against anything other than being a perfect, healthy human being. Exactly, exactly. So, So, Paul, I know you're hoping to run a few workshops this year and, you know, do more not just for practitioners but for, you know, clients and other people like us and mm. all that. So do you have anything coming up perhaps? Well, this year I've got a whole range of things I can do. Yes, yes. It's funny because I teach... When I teach the techniques, different techniques and courses, practitioners, for example, often think they understand how it all works. Yeah, yeah, there's yes. a whole different thing when you apply them on a holistic level and the body's telling you how to do the technique rather than the textbook's telling you how to do the Got technique. Got you, yes. So I often find people come in and they think they know what they're doing and all of a sudden <laughs> they realise there's about 100 other levels to it. and it just, But it's easy to do. 
But I'm, this year I've decided to focus more on um, just people in the general community. Oh, fantastic, yes. And just try and spread an awareness of the research I did about the relationship between holism and biomedicine. Okay. So that they're integrated and not separate and to help try and improve awareness about um, how, to, how to help work with chronic health and improve chronic health. So sure. I'm doing a few introductory workshops on um, introduction to multidimensional healing. Oh, wonderful. Which sort of presents that holistic model and then gives some little self-healing tips to help balance the self. So I'm going to do that. And I'm, I run a, a big six-day more integrated one, which is pretty in-depth. Yes. It's a mixture between sort of looking at the bigger picture and going back into detail, anatomy and so forth. Sure. So I run, I'll run one of them later in the year. But... I'm pretty well happy to run workshops on, you know, anything. I've got a whole heap of different options on the website. Yes, okay. Um, if people want me to do something or if they have a group, I'm happy to go and do a workshop. So um, I'm just sort of waiting to see what pops What up. the universe manifests yeah. for you. So, exactly. Yeah, so let's just move on from there. And can you tell everyone how they can find you, how they could possibly, first of all, come and be treated by you or secondly, book a workshop or, you know, organize you to come and do a workshop in there with their friends or their workplace yeah. or something. So please well, share. Um, the best way to, to track me down is probably to use my website, yes. which is www.turnerpublications.com. I call it that because I wanted to focus on the, you know, the education yeah, material. Absolutely. And I've got books, I've got DVDs. I've also got a lot of articles I've written from my years of teaching and what I've noticed has been the some of the missing elements um, in education. Yes. So there's a lot of things there for practitioners, but there's also a lot of information there for clients that want a, a lot of interesting articles to read about healing and what healing's about and, and so forth. So you can find all my practice details there. You can find articles there. Yes. You can find all my contact details where I'm practicing. Wonderful. Um, I'm in several different locations. Okay. Um, and what else? And, and, you'd, and also, you'd be your, you're on Facebook. Yeah, I know I'm on, that. I'm on Facebook. Yes, yeah. so they can always contact you. Today. And I'm assuming your mobile number is linked um, to your website. My mobile, 0417-110-755. Yeah, perfect. Need me. So you can either contact me through mobile or through the website. My details are there. Um, and I've also started this year running a little self-awareness and self-healing groups yeah well that was on a wednesday night That's wasn't wednesday it wednesday night, night. so yeah so people you know all these details will be live with the show when the show goes live will be in yep. the show notes and they can find you so my last question because yes. we've nearly come to the end of our time together you have this you know busy life and all this stuff but what does paul turner do every day which <laughs> is like your non-negotiables to keep you well balanced safe happy what is it that you need to do every day to make yourself just function well, I am always meditating or tuning in to some degree or other. Sure. Um, when I'm not busy with other things, I just go back into that that full oh, what a lovely healing place to state. Be. Yes, it's like you staying ch- plugged into the battery charger. And I when love people it. when people meditate, they plug into the battery charger and they get their energy back, and then they run off and get caught up in life and drain their batteries. But eventually, we need to stay plugged in everywhere we go. But I do do meditation, I do yoga, I do yes. stretching, my own stretching. I go Great. for walks. Um, I just, I, I pretty well just love to relax and read or things like that. So, um, but pretty well every day I'll probably be tuning in and centering and being aware and just tapping into some level or other. Um, or going and doing some sort of exercise or whatnot. So, 
That's amazing. Yeah, That's awesome. I think there's a there's a lot there for all of us to, you know, listen to. And I think the the most important thing I get from that is, is that you're just connecting. You're just mm. connecting and you're being mindful, which I think all of us could do, you know, a lot more of every day and just just bring it bring it back to basics, bring it back to center or, and bring it back to yeah. the core of who we are. I think that's the trick, being able to stay plugged in while we're interacting out in life. So, yes. Um, and then I think it gives you a good way to tell if you're on track or not because if you stay plugged in and centred, then you know you've done the right thing. If and you lose it, you're out of sync. You know you haven't done the right thing. For sure. And, you know, <laughs> wouldn't it be good to actually not be plugged into a physical battery that's connected to a device but actually yeah. to be plugged into what we really need and, what you know, the yeah. juice we really need to give yeah. ourselves every day. So, there. you know. It's just developing the awareness to tap into it. Thank you so much, Paul. It's been absolutely wonderful to have you on the show today. I hope you'll come back on and we can talk about amazing other things that you do. Appreciate that it. will be fantastic. I've loved having you on the show. As I said, to me, you're just zen. If I have to think of you and describe you in one word, it is zen. You've got it together. And what I love is that you're so willing to share the wealth of your knowledge with all of us to help us make our lives better. And for that, I say thank you for all of us. Thank you thank very you. much. And thanks for listening. My pleasure. So thank you, everyone for listening to my show today to this episode of Wendy's Way if you liked it I would love you to subscribe to my show on iTunes and please give it a rating please feel free to share this episode with your family and friends and share Paul's wonderful message for all things Wendy's Way you can follow me on Facebook Instagram and on my website www.wendysway.com.au I hope you have a happy safe and blessed day please remember it takes a village and be kind to yourselves always and bye for now this has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.